Well, good morning, Mercy Road. It's good to be with you on this slightly warm Sunday of Independence Weekend. And that just reminds me, we, we are blessed as we celebrate, and some of you will very carefully shoot off fireworks later. Very carefully, please. Some of you will have hot dogs and grill stuff, and you'll burn it, and that's all okay. But in behind all that, there is this celebration of the independence that didn't come for free, and there was a lot of sacrifice. And part of the reason we get to joyously sit out here on this Sunday is because of the sacrifice of those who came before us. And so we are thankful for that. It is our privilege to be here. Whether you're joining us online or in person, my name's Chad Murphy. I'm the spiritual formation pastor here at Mercy Road, and it is my delight to bring us into God's Word today. And Ari and I, our worship leader, were talking a little earlier in the week, and I get to, I love the Psalms, and I was trying to pick a Psalm to really delve into, and um, there are Psalms who that represent different things, different experiences we're all, all having, and one version that there's several psalms that are called lament psalms. And a lament psalm is just this honest, raw, God, where are you? I, I, I don't, I call out and, and I don't see you. I don't feel you. I don't know where you are. And, and, and it's just this honest, raw. And Ari said, Chad, because I wanted to do a lament psalm. He said, Chad, it's the 4th of July, for goodness sake. You, we, we need to do something uplifting. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. So you're going to hear something very hopeful today because God is a God of hope. Amen? And so we are looking at a psalm of joy. The title, if you have your bulletin today, you'll see it, Enter His Courts with Praise. And we are going to be looking at Psalm 100. If you want to turn there in your Bibles or on your phones, I would love for you to join me in that. There's just two announcements today that I want to share before we go forward. We've got a special weekend next week. Uh, two of our missionaries are coming and joining us, and we are delighted to have them. Dick and Mary Martin, they're part of Aviation Fellowship, and they work a half a world away from us. And they're about to go back into the field, but they're going to spend this next weekend with us. They're going to be here Saturday for the women's and men's event. We're having a men's breakfast. That's the second thing I wanted to tell you. If you're here, men, and you can join us at 8 a.m., we're going to share a breakfast together next Saturday. Dick will be at that. Mary will be at the women's event next Saturday. And they would love to meet you and say hello. They'll also join us for Sunday morning worship as well. With that, it is my privilege to move us into our message today. It's interesting. It's probably longer than I think. But it was several years ago where I was sitting under a pastor teaching about the power and the importance of praise and thanksgiving. And I thought I had a pretty good handle on it, but after that sermon, I felt like I still have a lot to learn about the power and importance of praising God, of giving thanksgiving to the Lord. It was an important message for me because up to that point, I'm going to be honest and say, I don't think I had delved in and carefully thought 
about why it is we offer praise and thanksgiving to God. Because part of my brain said, he, he doesn't need it. He's not lacking self-confidence. And we offer worship on Sunday mornings, and, and that's beautiful. But after that Sunday, my praise and thanksgiving has changed, I hope for forever until I'm in the presence of the Lord. Because what he said that day struck me. I, I remember him saying that we as followers of the Lord are incredibly good at asking God for stuff. We ask him for healing. We ask him to heal our loved ones. We ask him to open doors of opportunity. We ask him to close doors we shouldn't walk through. We ask him to protect us. We ask him for wisdom, strength, patience, faith. You name it, we ask for it. And that is not a bad thing. In fact, it's a biblical thing. God's word reminds us that we are to come before the Lord with all kinds of prayers in all circumstances for all things. So asking God for the things that we have on our heart, both the things we wish for, the things we long for, the things that are in his will, that that is not wrong. It's actually biblical. And so I, I just want you to know that I want you to keep asking. And more importantly to Chad wanting you to keep asking, God wants you to come before him in everything. But what he went on to say is that what many of us are not particularly good at is offering praise and thanksgiving to God for what he's done, what he's up to right now, and what he will do. And the minute he said that, I realized he was talking to me. As I thought about my time with the Lord, and I thought about where I spend my time and energy in my prayer life, it was imbalanced. And that's a kind word. It was terribly imbalanced. Almost all my time with the Lord was asking him for stuff to heal, to fix, to change, to open, to close. And again, we need to do that. That's a good thing. But I realized outside of Sunday morning worship, I was spending very little time offering praise and thanksgiving to God. And maybe you're sitting here today and you're like, Chad, that's, that's me. Well, I've been there. It was me too. So as I left that day, I began to think more about praise and thanksgiving in the Bible. The, the word praise, some form of the word praise, in the Old and New Testament appears approximately 250 times. Depending on the translation of the Bible, you have some more, some a little less. But it's everywhere. It is everywhere, both in the Old and New Testament. Both commands to praise, declarative statements regarding praising the Lord. It's not a suggestion. It's a command that we come before the Lord in praise. Yet, as common as this command, this calling in Scripture is to praise God, to come before Him with thanksgiving, I think, and it was for me, I think it's often misunderstood. Many of us mistakenly think once we've sang a few praise the Lord's, a few hallelujahs, 
which is the Hebrew word for praise the Lord, that we fulfilled the biblical command. And I would argue that, yes, it's an important part of how we praise the Lord. We're doing that this morning together. Ari is, is such a gifted musician and, and worship leader, and he lifts us up and, and leads us as we offer praise and thanksgiving to God in song. But I would argue that praising God is much more than singing our songs together on Sunday morning. The command to praise God is just that. It's a command to genuinely, from our heart, come before the Lord with praise. And we say the things that are praiseworthy of God as we praise Him. If you have your bulletins, you'll have these words that are important. Praise is genuine admiration. It's genuine thanksgiving for who God is and what it is that He does, both in the past, in the present, and in the future. We praise Him by thoughtfully expressing His goodness, His greatness, His majesty, His love, His grace, mercy, and all the things that He does and intercedes for on our behalf. From the Bible this morning, I've chosen Psalm 100 to walk through with you. If you have your Bibles, will you turn there with me? You're going to please listen for joy, for praise, and thanksgiving as I read this psalm for you. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Can, can you hear, and maybe if you read, can you see the praise and thanksgiving that are pouring out of this psalm? But what makes this praise so powerful is it's not just offering praise and thanksgiving, but the psalmist offers the reasons we should give praise and thanksgiving to God. Psalm 100 reminds us, one, that the Lord is God. Two, he made us. Three, praise God, we are his. Four, we are the sheep of his pasture, and he takes care of us. Five, the Lord is good. Six, his love endures forever. And seven, his faithfulness is here presently, and it's going to continue through all generations. So the psalmist doesn't just give praise and thanksgiving, which is beautiful, but he connects it to the four, the reason why we should be offering praise to God. He's God, the creator of all things. He's good. He's faithful. His love endures forever. We are the sheep of his pasture, and he's the one who put us together and knit us together. And therefore, we offer praise and thanksgiving to God. To understand the point I'm trying to make, I, I want to think about human praise with you 
and what it would look like if we simply offered praise. Imagine you wish to praise your mom. Would you ever consider just shouting out, praise mom, and that's it? And your mom would look at you, I think, and say, Chad, what on earth are you talking about? Praise me for what? And that's the point I want to make, is just offering praise and thanksgiving without connecting it to the amazing reasons why we offer praise loses its significance. The psalmist didn't just offer praise and thanksgiving, but he gave these amazing reasons for his praise and thanksgiving and why we should offer praise and thanksgiving. A, a better praise for your mom would probably say something more like this. Mom, thank you for walking with me through all the difficult times in my life. Right? I praise you. I give thanks because you were there for me. And I thank you for that. Or you might say, Mom, thank you for loving me when I was pretty unlovable. You stood by me anyway. Even when I had turned away, even when I was mean and you never gave up on me. Thank you, Mom. I praise you for, for being that consistent presence in my life. And, and we see this in Scripture too. We saw it in Psalm 100. I'm going to share just two more examples, but you'll get the point. Psalm 117, if you want to write that on your bulletins, verse 1 and 2 begins this way. Praise the Lord. Then in verse 2, for great is his love towards us and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Isaiah chapter 25, verse 1. Isaiah writes, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and I'll praise your name for, here's the reason, in perf perfect faithfulness you have done marvelous things. Things planned long ago. You, you see, there's this praise, there's this exaltation to God. For you have done great things. And the amazing thing is you planned these long ago. You, you, you are sovereign God who knows all things from the past, in the present, and yes, in the future. And I praise you and I exalt your name because in perfect faithfulness, you do miraculous things. I said this earlier, but I just want to repeat it. I don't think this appears 250 times or plus in the Bible because God needs a boost of self-confidence. I don't think the calling and the command to praise is because God forgets the good things he's done and he needs to be reminded. No, I don't believe that's the case. I do believe a father, a mother, appear delight, including the Lord, when we offer praise and thanksgiving genuinely from our heart. And I think that's true of our Father in heaven. But he doesn't need our praise and thanksgiving to continue to do good things. I believe that praise and thanksgiving of God is far more for us. I believe it's for us. In your bulletins, you have this. Praising God is important because it reminds us of who God is, 
and what he does. It reminds us. And I think that's the amazing value of praise and thanksgiving. In a sense, it grounds us back in the Lord. It recenters us on who he is, what he's done, what he's doing, and what it is he will do. And when we reground ourselves in that truth, we can walk through difficult places because we're reminded God is in this. God is good. His faithfulness is here now, and it will be with me forever. You see, praise and thanksgiving is valuable because it recenters us on God and who he is in your life and in mine. Going back to Psalm 100, I praise and give thanks to the Lord for the Lord is God. He made us. We are his. We are the sheep of his pastor. He is good. His love endures forever and he's faithful both now and forevermore. So now let me briefly take you back to what happened to me years ago, sitting under a pastor, much like you're here today listening, I listened to this pastor elevate the importance of praise and thanksgiving. And I remember thinking to myself, he's right. Almost every prayer session I'm in, we're, we're great at asking. Almost every private time I've had with the Lord, I've been so good at asking him for stuff. I'm going to keep doing that. We should keep doing that. But I want to do more. And the pastor said, and I remember it, he said, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to give you an application. For the rest of this week, I want you every day to consciously, prayerfully offer praise and thanksgiving to God. Keep praying for your needs. Keep praying for your hopes and your desires. But in addition to that, I challenge you, for the rest of this week, sometime in the day, I want you to offer praise and thanksgiving to God. Will you do that? Well, I took him seriously. And however many years ago that was, I decided I'm going to start every day with praise and thanksgiving. And folks, I bet it's not 365 but I think it's over 360. I begin my days quietly giving praise and thanksgiving to God. And then I enter into, and Lord, would you bring salvation to my family? And Lord, would you heal those who are hurting and broken at church? And folks, this is not a model of how to do it. It's just an example. So for me, I sit and I'm fortunate, I have a setting a lot like this. It's beautiful behind our house. Nobody else is up. And I look out there and I say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for the beauty of your creation. Thank you that you made us in your own image. As crazy as that is to think about. Thank you for the marsh that sits behind our house and the birds that I hear chirping. Thank you for the animals, including my crazy pets that drive me nuts every day. Thank you, Lord, for my family. Thank you, Lord, for watching over me and loving us 
even in our weakness and our failures. Thank you for your son who came and died on the cross for us. Lord, thank you for salvation. And out of that, I tend to begin to shift my prayers. And now, Lord, I want to pray for my family. I want to pray for their salvation. And so that's just one example. It's probably 90 seconds, two minutes. It doesn't have to be your day, but I want to intentionally realign myself and come under God and then begin my day. And when we, when I offer praise and thanksgiving to God, it does that very thing. I think that's why God commands us 250 plus times to offer praise and thanksgiving because it gets us back centered on the Lord. And out of that place, we have capacity we simply don't have when we rush in to our day. So today it's my privilege to pass that challenge on to each of you. Would you commit this week to sometime in your day, pause and offer praise and thanksgiving to God and see if it's as life-changing for you as it was for me years ago. Just commit to quiet yourself for a moment in time and give thanks and praise to God for who he is, what he's doing, and what he will do. That's my challenge that I pass on to you this morning. Listen once again. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. We are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Will you pray with me? Lord God, thank you. When you remind us 250 times, I, I think we need to listen. Lord, help us broaden our prayer life to include thanksgiving and praise for who you are, for what you've done, for what it is you're doing this very day, and what it is you will do as we look forward to your return. Lord, we enter your courts today with prayer and thanksgiving. Lord, walk with us. Help us delight in you. Help us lean in. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for coming and rescuing us in the depths of our brokenness. We praise you, Lord. And now we're going to worship you. And we do this all in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. May you have a wonderful Independence Weekend. And we'll see you next week.